Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, good evening and welcome to the Big Red Bench on a massive evening of sport, but not a good evening of sport, unfortunately, for the Cork Hurlers. They have just been beaten by Tipperary up in the Gaelic rounds in Limerick. We have reaction to that game to come a little bit later on in the show on a disappointing evening for Cork. Elsewhere, a much better day for the Cork Camogie team. A good win for them earlier on in Porky Cueve and they now advance to the All-Ireland semi-finals. We'll have reaction to that game hearing from Cork boss Party Murray and also looking ahead to the Cork Lady Footballers in action against Cavan up in Burr in County Offaly tomorrow. We'll chat to Tomás O'Leary after Ireland's massive win over Wales in the Autumn Nations Cup last night and and we'll hear from Ireland manager Stephen Kenny ahead of their match against Wales tomorrow. Plus, Katie Taylor's fighting tonight. We'll hear from her too. It's all to come between now and seven on the Big Red Bench. happy I managed to squeeze all that into the intro. That's a lot of stuff, a lot to get through on tonight's show. Good evening and welcome. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7 o'clock here on the Big Red Bench. A massive evening of sport and a massive weekend of sport really between everything that's going on. I mean it's hard to keep up with all of it. Loads of GAA, loads of Gaelic games um, involving Cork teams this weekend. As I said uh, the Cork Hurlers unfortunately defeated today. We had the Cork Camogie team winning. The Cork Lady Footballers are in action tomorrow. We have the US Masters going on in the golf that we're keeping an eye on the whole time which is fantastic and keeps us entertained all weekend we had Ireland and Wales in the rugby last night Ireland had a great win um, a big win by a big margin as well uh, 32 points to 9 and uh, Ireland and Wales again in the football tomorrow um, and Stephen Kenny's still looking for his first win as Ireland manager so we'll hear uh, some audio from Stephen Kenny later on in the show as well and of course Katie Taylor is fighting tonight I think about half past 10 tonight Katie Taylor is in the ring so all that uh, we'll try and get across all that but uh, we will start um, with Gaelic Games and uh, that full time score from the Gaelic grounds in Limerick unfortunately Cork's All-Ireland campaign is at an end for another year it finished Cork 117 Tipperary 218 it really really was a good performance a battling performance from Cork it looked like we might do it I really really thought we might when Patrick Horgan got that goal early on uh, my god what a great goal from Patrick Horgan he is just absolutely fantastic you gotta love the guy a uh, great run and a great finish as he burst through and whacked the ball into the back of the net the, the slitter into the back of the net it was just wonderful a really 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 was and that gave us a lot of hope and that gave us a lot of hope that we would beat Tip but uh, sadly it wasn't enough today and Tip fought back and a late Jake Morris goal really killed the game off um, for Tipperary and got them the victory Cork 117 Tipperary 218 the final score there at the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick we will cross to the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick live a little bit later on the show Valerie Wheeler is up there for us so we'll have all the full time action from there we'll have some reaction as well to some of the people involved uh, from some of the people involved in today's game uh, certainly from the Cork camp as well uh, but it wasn't to be and um, Cork uh, are out of the All-Ireland Championship, unfortunately. The Wexford Hurlers year is over as well. Davy Fitz's side have been beaten by his native County Clare. Uh, it was like the Davy Fitz derby today uh, on a scoreline of 121 to 17 points at O'Moore Park in the second round of the All-Ireland Hurling Qualifiers. Tony Kelly with the goal there for Brian Lohan's side. Um, so Davy Fitz uh, is out of the championship as well. Cork, meanwhile, a good day in the Camogie. Cork have beaten Clare 3.15 to 8 points. So a big, big win, a huge margin of a win for the Cork Camogie team today down in Porky Cueve in their All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship quarterfinal this afternoon. Katrina Mackey scored 1-3 from play for the Rebelettes at Porky Cueve in a player of the match performance, a fantastic performance from Katrina Mackey. Uh, elsewhere, Tipperary, meanwhile, saw off Waterford 1-12 to 10 points to book their place in the last four. Karen Kennedy with the 
goal for the Premier County there and uh, actually that kind of means now that uh, the, the, the semi-final draw has been done since the game's finished Cork will face Kilkenny in the semi-finals of the All-Ireland Camogie Championship while Galway will take on Tipperary in the other semi-final elsewhere uh, the US Masters is well underway Rory McIlroy is two under par after eight holes just as we were coming to air um, uh, in his third round at the US Masters at Augusta that leaves the Northern Ireland native five under for the tournament um, but plenty of time to make up ground there for Rory McIlroy as, as he chases that elusive US Masters it's the one he wants for to complete his uh, his kind of collection really isn't it and um, it'd be great to get a win in a strange year as well when, when it's on in November when maybe it's more difficult to play the US Masters in November a lot of people have suggested uh, than it would be in the nicer weather uh, normally in Augusta when the US Masters is always on in April of course meanwhile Shane Lowry one under par through five holes of his third round at Augusta leaving him two under all round uh, Dustin Johnson holds a one shot lead on 11 under par we'll uh, keep an eye on the leaderboard for you there throughout the show and uh, let you know if there's any significant changes in the US Masters uh, it's always great to you, Masters Sunday is what you really want isn't it that's that's a great one to finish it off on the Sunday evening just just chilling in front of the telly watching Masters Sunday uh, in football Cork City women uh, taking on P-Mount at the moment in the Women's National League that game is just kicked off uh, no goals there as of yet um, in boxing as I mentioned earlier on Katie Taylor you got to love Katie Taylor isn't she absolutely fantastic she is definitely up there as one of the greatest Irish sports people of all time at this stage and Katie Taylor tonight defending her world lightweight boxing title uh, the former Olympic champion faces the unbeaten Spaniard Miriam Gutierrez at the Wembley Arena in London tonight. In Formula 1, Lance Stroll will uh, start from pole position. Stroll in pole, there you go. Uh, for the first time in his career, for tomorrow's Formula 1 Turkish Grand Prix, the Canadian driver edged Red Bull's Max Verstappen in qualifying while his racing point teammate Sergio Perez was third. Lewis Hamilton, who was on the verge of his seventh F1 title, will start from sixth with fellow driver uh, Mercedes driver Valtteri Bottas in ninth. Now, we are going to cross a little bit later on, as I said, live to uh, Valerie once she is ready to link up with us in um, the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick for all the reaction to the Cork Hurlers unfortunate defeat today against Tipperary up in Limerick um, in the All-Ireland Championship in the qualifiers but we are first of all going to uh, start on a more positive note and as we mentioned uh, the Cork Camogie team the Cork Senior Camogie team they've retained their place in the last four of the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship with a quarter-final win over Clare in Porky Cueve today uh, it, was a, it was a great game the sides were level on five occasions in the first half with the home side heading into the break just one point in front seven points to six at half time but then it really kicked into action for Cork in the second half Katrina Mackey kicked the Cork effort into action early in the second half she grabbed a goal within one minute of the resumption she finished the day as I mentioned earlier on with one three from play to her name and deservedly got a player of the game points as well from Orla Cronin Hannah Looney Saoirse McCarthy further added to Cork Tally and then goals from Captain Amy O'Connor sealing the outcome for Pawdy Murray's side uh, the final score there Cork 3-15 to Clare's 8 points uh, Lauren was down there for us she was chatting to Cork Camogie boss Pawdy Murray at full time Oh we're going Pawdy back into an All-Ireland semi-final I'm sure it was a target at the start of the year Yeah absolutely that's where um we wanted to be and I suppose that's where um, everyone in Cork expects us to be as well so you know look uh, we've nothing done that uh, uh, we didn't expect at this stage you know It was a comprehensive enough win in the end but it didn't pretty much tell the story of the game especially that first half Clare seemed to kind of get on top early days but finished the first half pretty strongly I suppose from a Cork perspective Yeah but the win was gale forced you know so two pints up at a half time you take it any day of the week uh, I thought our first half was very very good uh, you know and uh, probably I suppose should have been up probably a couple of more scores if we, we just probably opted for the wrong decision a couple of times but other than that uh, I was very very happy with it you know 
Second period, three goals, two from Amy O'Connor, one from Pamela Mackey. Probably was the return that you asked for at, at halftime? No, I suppose look at halftime. We just told them, look, uh, continue what they were doing because to, to us they were playing well and, uh, you know, just keep the tempo high the whole time. Uh, you know, you're not going to blow any team away uh, in, 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 in 45 minutes. I think that's the key. It's only in the last 10 minutes that you tend to uh, open the team up, uh, particularly with the uh, four quarters now and the weather the way it is you know like I've always said uh, this year that every game we go to this year will be a struggle because uh, you know there, there's major factors uh, at play there you know and speaking of Pamela Mackey it's great to see her coming in and scoring I think it was 1-3 from play today considering all the injuries that she's had to deal with over the last season or two just Katrina not Pam or <laughs> old Katrina will be giving out uh, yeah look um, I think she's coming back to form I said that to her during the week um, her GPS figures were very good against Galway to be fair to her just a small bit of confidence and uh, I think she's going to take buckets out of it today you know and coming up now into an All-Ireland semi-final only three competitive games played you are I suppose sharpening up in comparison to that first game uh, below in, in, in Park you're in but what's your feeling on the prepara- preparation ahead of this match would you like more time are you uh, happy with the preparation and the lead, lead in Oh, sure, of course. We'd like a, a, another week or two just to get our injuries right and things like that. But look, it is what it is. Uh, you know, we've got to get back on Tuesday night and, uh, you know, uh, work ourselves into a situation that uh, we can deliver a bar- performance in two weeks' time. And that performance in two weeks' time will be here in Parky Cueve. Is that a big factor for you? Oh, I don't know. The pitch is outstanding. That's the only thing I can say is that it is the best grounds in, uh, in, in Ireland at this stage. And, uh, you know, I think it's brilliant for all the girls to be playing in an environment uh, uh, like this here you know that that look it is where uh, if you can't play hurling out here there's, there's, there's something wrong and finally that weekend there potentially would have been a clash that clash is now being avoided I'm sure you're happy to hear that yeah but look it should have been done ages ago let's be honest about it that, that uh, I, I just scratch my head sometimes with these decisions it's just a case of two uh, organisations sitting down and uh, trashing it out and, and it's very very straightforward if two people would talk to each other Perfect. Thank you very much, buddy. No problem. That's Lauren speaking to Cork Camogie boss Paddy Murray after their huge win in uh, Porky Cueves today. Cork 3.15, Clare 8 points was the final score there. Cork progress to the semi-finals where they will now face Kilkenny. And as Lauren mentioned, chatting to Paddy there, that game uh, will be a home game for Cork. That's going to be on in Porky Cueve. After the match, after that game, um, Lauren also spoke to Cork Camogie's Hannah Looney. Hannah Looney uh, back into an All-Ireland semi-final. It's exactly where you want to be, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a great feeling now. Look, it was a hard match out there today. Uh, the conditions were, were hard, uh, you know, strong wind, strong rain. But uh, I think we dug out a good result and, and we'll be happy with that. It was a slow starting game, I suppose, from a Cork perspective. Claire really put it up to you in, in that first half. They did, and we were always going to expect it. Like, you know, it was a huge achievement for Claire to get to this to this stage. And they were obviously going to be up for it, you know. And it was hard to kind of adjust to the conditions. But, you know, I'm just fortunate and we're fortunate that we kind of kept her cool and grounded out the first half and we were able to drive on then a bit in the second half. What was said at half time? Because obviously that performance in the second half was incomparable, I suppose, to, to, to the first half. I think, you know what I think was huge was the work rate from the forwards. Um, you know, if we look back against last year against Galway in the semi-final, maybe that's somewhere where we slipped up. But this, this time in the quarter-final, like, there was no ball coming out easy. Uh, we moved the ball a lot faster, you know, um, and delivered it from that bit. Um, we didn't deliver it from deep, you know, we brought it up to a good zone and got good ball into the forwards. And again, I think uh, the work rate up front was, was huge for us today. 
And when you think of the preparation coming into this game, obviously you didn't have that first game against Offaly and then it's been two games back-to-back over the last couple of weeks. How does the preparation this year maybe compare to the last couple of years? Do you, do you prefer games thick and heavy or is it maybe a little bit too squished together? Uh, to be honest, I love playing games. I think most of us love playing games, you know. Not that it's a good thing that we didn't beat Galway um, last weekend, but, you know, we really relish the chance for another game. I suppose the downside of that is it is a lot on the body, you know. Um, I know girls were probably an extra bit tired there in the, fifth, the last 15 minutes, but, you know, we had that bit of drive in us today, that bit of bit of passion, you know, that we were able to keep going. So at least now we have two weeks to kind of recover for the semi-final, which will stand to us. But uh, I'm all for the extra games, but the downside is it does take its and in two weeks time that clash with the football isn't happening now what's the opinion on that yeah look it's brilliant to be honest I, I'm so happy that just common sense could uh, prevail obviously we have a job to do tomorrow again with the football to get over the line to get into the semi but um, you know I'm glad that it's resolved now because I suppose it was a bit of a stress for the girls involved and the management involved um, there at the start of the season you know um, and it's kind of it does take its toll when you're, you're listening to that and you're trying to organise it so just very grateful for the county boards and for the WGPA for all the work they did to, to get it resolved and to like lessen the impact and the players as much as possible and we're still waiting on that open draw for the semi-final for the Camogie Championship it's either Kilkenny or Galway would you have any preference for either? No look they're both the two top teams you know and either either opposition are going to really really put it up to us at this stage of the game um, you know we'll just keep our prepare we'll just prepare and focus on us and whoever we get we'll just have to really 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 up it again you know but looking forward to it you know it's great to be playing it's great that the championship is going ahead and hopefully we can take that step further this year and get to the final perfect thank you very much that is Cork Camogie's Hannah Looney uh, reacting chatting to Lauren actually after the match today Cork 3.15 Clare 8 points the final score there in Porky Cueve and obviously Lauren was chatting to Hannah straight after the game before the draw had been made for the semi-finals but uh, she'd be happy either way whoever they got because she said she had no preference on who Cork will face in the semi-finals but they will face Kilkenny now in the semis while Galway will take on tip unfortunately Cork hurlers won't be progressing they were beaten today as we mentioned earlier on in the um, in the Gaelic rounds in Limerick Cork Cork 117, tip 218. We will be crossing live to the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick later on in the show to uh, get all the reaction to that match uh, on a disappointing day for the Cork Hurlers. But you can't fault the effort. You can't fault the performance from the today. It was a, a really, really uh, good battle from Cork. Really, uh, really kind of spirited and good performance in very, very tough weather conditions as well there. It was a, an awful, an awful day for a game. It really, really was. But uh, Cork gave it their all and unfortunately just barely lost out to Tipperary, sadly, today um, up in the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick. We are going to come back to that as I said but right now we're going to turn our attention to rugby because this new Autumn Nations Cup is taking place. Uh, it's been a strange year for rugby as it has for every sport. Obviously, the Six Nations was postponed. It was one of the first things postponed that Ireland and Italy game uh, when the whole COVID and coronavirus thing was kicking off. I remember myself and Tomás O'Leary sitting here in this studio at the time saying, uh, were they right or wrong to call off the game and would more games be called off? And we thought, yeah, there won't be much more sport called off. This, this thing can't cause too much havoc. And then it all it all got shut down for once but uh, the Six Nations did finish out in the end as we know um, over the last few weeks and now it's the Autumn Nations Cup and Ireland faced Wales last night in the Autumn Nations Cup and it was a comprehensive victory by a big margin for, um, for Andy Farrell's side it was 32 points to 9 the final score for Ireland so a great win for Ireland there in the Nations Cup last night Tomás O'Leary joins me now uh, Tomás how's it going? I'm great Colm all good now yourself? Very good um, a big win for Ireland last night did you expect such a margin? Yeah, I was pretty confident that, that Ireland um, would win. Um, 
thought you might probably see a bit more of a reaction from Wales, given um, I suppose their their recent form has been poor. Um, I guess the change of management from Warren Gatland to, to Pivac um, hasn't helped them. But yeah, look, I expect Ireland to win. Um, maybe a bit surprised by, I suppose, how abject, how abject Wales were really. Uh, it was described by Andy Farrell afterwards as a dominant performance, and that's exactly what it was by Ireland, wasn't it? Yeah, no, look, I think they totally deserved the the, the, the margin that they had in the end. Um, look, they totally controlled possession um, in terms of the statistics. And I know statistics sometimes lie, but there were, I think, three or four times more uh, carries than Wales had. And, you know, metres gained and everything, they were they were far superior. Um, look, they, they controlled and the, the tempo of the game, dictated the, the terms of the game, and they, they never really uh, looked like... Um, been under too much pressure from the Welsh attack so yeah I'd agree with that um, assessment of it from, from Farrell uh, A lot of young guys showing a lot of promise last night and showing they can do it I suppose at at this level uh, you saw the likes of James Lowe coming on uh, getting the try you saw Caelan Doris in the game uh, great to see these guys coming through as well isn't it? Yeah look I think Doris had an excellent game and obviously I think he was named out of the match from TV uh, but I think definitely uh, Jameson Gibson Park and Lowe had a massive influence um, mm. Even found it kind of, uh, I suppose, funny to to see how much Gibson Park actually kicked to exit box kicked, and I don't think there was too much uh, frustration with fans after. Whereas if Conor Murray had done that, <laughs> you know, he, we would have been here about it for the next week. But to be fair to, to, to Gibson Park, he you know he had a fantastic tempo to the game. Um, you know, he was really uh, sharper on the base of the rock, um, and you know that tempo of the game seemed to suit the, the Irish attack. And then obviously James Law just the sheer physical presence that he has. Um, he's hungry to get on the ball. Um, I think it was uh, it, it was very, very impressive. And then, you know, obviously getting over the line then uh, last play of the game to get his first try. Um, I think he'll be a big addition to, to Ireland. He adds something maybe a bit different than, than the wings we have at the moment. What do you make of this whole Autumn Nations Cup as a, as a concept, I suppose, uh, Tomás? Because it's off the back of a reschedule of Six Nations and, and it's something new with COVID and so on. What do you make of it? Yeah, it's a bit strange. Look, it wouldn't whet my appetite too much, to be honest with you. I think um, that's why the, the Six Nations is is so attractive, is because you know the, the the I suppose the the home home nation teams mm-hmm. only play each other um, kind of once a year max, unless it's World Cup year when they're preparing for a big tournament. Um, look, I know you're bringing in the likes of Fiji and these teams to to play against the the top teams in Europe, but um, it's great when you know. Generally, at the November internationals, when you have the likes of New Zealand, Australia, South Africa coming up to to test yourself against, like, but look, I suppose given the situation with the pandemic, um, I think it's it's good to, to play a bit international rugby, especially with the likes of Farrell and, and Pivac, as, as I mentioned, new coaches getting a chance to to put their imprint on on their respective teams. Can we really judge much on the Irish team on on the? On the on the Irish performance last night given that Wales weren't really didn't seem really in the game much uh, will it be a much better test against England next week do you think and will you get a better kind of a better assessment of things yeah look realistically um, it's hard to, to judge based on, on, on because I, I just felt Wales were so poor but um, like you said um, you know any day you're going up against England and particularly this English team has probably had it over the, the Ireland team for the last 3-4 meetings we've had just their sheer physicality really has has meant that they, they've been dominant over us. Um, so, look, I think it, the team selection will be very interesting because, like you said, um, the, the debutants the last day went very well. Um, 
and Caelan Doris at, at, at in the back row has put his hand up. So um, hopefully we'll see, see see the likes of those guys get another run against top opposition. And then the, I suppose the flexion at, at full back as well would be interesting. Do they revert back to Stockdale or, or Hugo Keenan or who, who will they... Um, will they place there so yeah I will tell a lot about I suppose how far it's going to, to persist with this team and it will give us an indication of where this Irish team is really at It certainly will just before we leave you go Tomas I don't know if you were up early this morning but uh, an amazing result for Argentina their first ever win over New Zealand what do you make of that? Yeah fantastic um, I think it was the first time in a number of years as well that New Zealand had lost back to back games obviously after the defeat to Australia last week Um I didn't see the game myself, mm. so I was only reading about it. But um, look, I think it's great for for world rugby, um, and I think it illustrates as well, um, you know, how dangerous the uh, opposition that Argentina can be and um, have the potential to be. Look, we know that uh, too too well at, at our cost in World Cup. But I think it's fantastic for the for the world game, and it kind of illustrates that um, you know there's maybe five or six teams on a on a pretty uh, pretty kind of same or. Uh, uh, similar level um, at the top of the, the world game Great stuff Tomás thanks a million for joining us as always and I'm sure we'll chat to you over the next couple of weeks as the, the Nations Cup continues Cheers Cole take care Nice one Tomás um, alright that was uh, Tomás O'Leary former Irish international um, and it was a good win for Ireland last night as we said 32 points to 9 was the final score against Wales in the Autumn Nations Cup as they're calling it even though you see I, I have a thing about this and I, I'd like actually if anyone to text in and agree with me November's not autumn. November is officially winter as far as I know. Because I heard earlier someone talking about the US Masters as well on a different radio station and they were saying it's great to have the Masters in autumn and and is it more tough for the players to play the golf in the US Masters in autumn? I think November is winter. Uh, officially November is winter, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Let me know if I'm right. 086-8104-106. We're going to continue with a reaction to the rugby match last night, Ireland's win over Wales. And we're going to hear now from Ireland boss Andy Farrell after that big win for Ireland. Um, I thought, um, first half, some, some really good uh, dominant stuff that uh, I thought was better than a 10-point lead at halftime. Um and then uh, second half, uh, a little bit disjointed at, at times, but I thought uh, Wales did a, a good job on on uh, our speed of ball and breakdown wise. So it just stopped a little a little bit of continuity. But um, overall, I thought it was a, a, a dominant performance, and the scoreline is uh, is a reflective one. I would have thought. No, uh, no, they, they they won't be longer term. Um, Jacob uh, flagged um, uh, a sore calf uh, during the week, and uh, we thought it was going to settle down, and it didn't settle down. Uh, he had a scan yesterday, and there's um, there's a, a little bit of something there, but we think we think that he could be available next week. So we'll we'll see how that goes at the start of the week. And Ian Henderson. Uh, uh, had a, a medical issue um, and again uh, speaking to the medics the doctor etc we expect um, we expect him to, uh, to to be okay next week Andy you used the word dumb compared to describe the performance was that a word that you can use uh, during the week as well in the build up to it? Um, it's, it's a word that every coach would like to um, to, to keep on using. Um, uh, 
but um, you, you'd like to think that any Irish side at the Aviva um, is able to be dominant. Um, I suppose how do you how do you get to be dominant? Um, your set piece has to be good, and I thought in the first half, uh, in 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 good parts of it, I thought it, I thought it I thought it was. Uh, our scrum was was uh, really abrasive, and uh, yeah, I thought um, uh, our defensive lineout was better as well, and took some ball off off, off them. Um, and then again, to be dominant, you uh, you need a good defence, and I thought uh, our defence was uh, physical, got off the line, and we're pleased with. Um, any side that comes to the Aviva that doesn't come away with the try, you've got to be you've got to be pleased with that. So I suppose those couple of things have to be have to be right to have a, a dominant performance. You can look across the you can look look across the uh, the, the side really people that got the chances. I thought uh, I thought that was the most pleasing thing about the performance really that um, you know it, it was about the group this week to see where where we're going as a group and um, yeah, Ronan getting his first start. Uh, and, and then uh, Jameson uh, Gibson Park getting, getting his first start, and then um, uh, obviously James Laws and, and, and Billy Burns getting getting the, the the debuts. I think the really pleasing aspects of of where we're at as a as a group, um, we're, we're a new group that's um, that's trying to get as cohesive as we possibly can as soon as we possibly can because that's what international rugby is all about and uh, we've learned a lot in the last couple of weeks and I think those performances in 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 uh, um, in the game itself you know you, you could throw Quinn Rue into that you could throw Chris Farrell into that etc and uh, I thought that was uh, the, the the most pleasing part about about today really about the, the cohesiveness and the, the learnings of the group Andy, can I just ask you, if you were without two old halves you had in your squad today, how seriously would you consider starting Conor Murray there, given how well uh, Jameson Gibson Park went? He actually thinks he's a fly-off already. Um, he did uh, he did pretty well, didn't he? he um, and <clears throat> Conor's played there before for us. He's, he's, he's a smart rugby player. He understands what's going on um, across the back line, not just at, not just at fly-off or, or scrum-off. And uh, he, uh, he, he steered the ship really well for us, so... Uh, he's a he's a genuine option though, definitely. What, what do you need to be better at next week, and what gives you confidence that this team is, is more ready for Twickenham this time around? Well, <laughs> I suppose you need to be better at everything, really. Um, being clinical, I thought. I thought in the first half, uh, territory and possession. I thought it was. I, th- I thought it was a fair reflection uh, of of where we was at. Um, I thought. After some good, some real good attack, some direct attack, and uh, breakdown was 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 pretty was pretty impressive. But I thought we, after line breaks, I thought we uh, got a, a little bit cluttered and not calm enough. Um, I thought we could have converted a few um, more opportunities in, in, in that first half, um, and similar in the, in, in the second half, really. So uh, being more clinical. Um, uh, when obviously uh, try scoring opportunities are, the, are there to be taken I reckon there's three or four that was left out there tonight 
That's Irish boss Andy Farrell speaking after the uh, Ireland's win uh, against Wales last night. 32 points to 9, the final score in the Autumn Nations Cup. Let's hear now from Conor Murray and get his reaction to Ireland's win. Uh, being on the bench, uh, you, you know, anything can happen with, with, with what happened, like injuries and, and, and bumps to the head. So, um, yeah, got, the, got a bit of a run out of 10 for the, for the last 15 or 20 minutes. And I suppose... Um, you know, playing inside the tens um, during the week and, and and knowing the calls, I suppose it's it's not not that it's easy to slot in, but you've a fair idea um, where you're supposed to be. Um, and I, I think the lads chatting to you out there on the pitch, looking after you, you know, the centres and wingers and, and things like that um, helped a lot. So um, yeah, it was it was enjoyable. Um, you know, the, the team were we were on the front foot a bit and um, we got a little bit of ball and, and things like that so yeah it was, it was nice to come on and, and, and experience it that way a little bit different than like you said I thought, I thought I'd be you know I, I felt uh, we felt at half time, at half time it could have been a, a bigger scoreline for us you know there were, there were times where we, we knocked on a couple of balls and we, we ran into touch I think, I think twice when, when we were in good position so you know um, having those opportunities and converting a couple uh, leaving a few out there was, was definitely a different situation to the, to the French game so um, that's what we were trying to do um, as, a, as a squad come out and you know come out with a bit of intent and show people what we're about um, after the disappointment of France so I think um, I think we did that overall. I think there was there's definitely improvements, but we were looking for you know uh, an attitude and and and, and make a, a bit of a step forward. And I felt we did that tonight. That won't be good enough um, in Twickenham, but we got to be realistic we, we took a step forward um, you know in the dressing room there, there's a good feeling in the dressing room you know especially that we left we left a little bit out there and we know we can we can make that extra improvement um, that we'll need to do um, to play to play in Twickenham and to, and to get a result in Twickenham you know there's, there's a there's a bit of experience of, of lads who've, who've been there there's um you know, there's new lads who who haven't been there which, which can be a good thing too you know we've, we've a, a nice mix in the squad at the moment and um it's a it's a really enjoyable environment to be in. Um, you know, everyone's learning off each other, everyone's pushing each other, um, and you know we know we've great potential in this team, and I think everyone's searching to to, to reach that, which is, which is really exciting. No, look, it's it's um, you got to be realistic with it as well. You know, Jameson's been playing really well, um, and, and he deserved the chance. And you know, Andy said it. You know, he's going to have a look at a few people, a few different combinations. Um, you know, and, and personally, you like you you want to play every game. Um, you have a chance of being selected in, but you know I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm enjoying rugby since coming back from the lockdown, um, paying zero attention to the outside noise, um, which which I find really helpful for me. And um, you know, it's just the way it is. You know, you, and you got to you got to be mature enough to to deal with that and, and and continue on your journey and try and get better and, and and learn off the people in the squad. You know, Jameson's been brilliant since he came in. You know, you've uh, Kieran Marmion there too, who we've been working with for for a long time. So. Um, you know, it's about you know being in your in a in a good space yourself and, and being able to accept what's what's um what's thrown at you and, and, and continue progressing. You know, I don't think there was anyone this week who, who sulked about it. Um, you know, it's the nature of this competition, you know, there's gonna be changes, there's gonna be different different um combinations and things like that. So I think everyone in this in this group is willing to learn and wanting to learn and like I said a minute ago, it's it's a really good environment to be in. But uh yeah, you wanna you wanna play in, in every game to and he says you're a genuine option for next week if his two out halves he had today don't come true. Um, how would you feel about that? Would you, can you say it to him at the start of the weekend? Just give me the 10 jersey. Yeah, I'll say it to him. <laughs> See how he reacts. No, um, genuinely, I th- like, 
I've been in the team for for a while now and, and, and playing at this level. I think you know training week in week out with the, obviously with the tens outside you and having a bit of an understanding of of what they're wanting from you as a nine and then it, it, it did make it a little bit easier just slotting one one position over. Now I know it's an awful lot. That is position. Connor Murray speaking after last night's win for Ireland over Wales. 32 points to 9 a good comprehensive win for Ireland in the rugby uh, it's Colm O'Sullivan with you Big Red Bench here on Red FM uh, let's just update you on the golf very very quickly Rory McIlroy is now 5 shots off the lead at the US Masters in Augusta he's 8 under par now 5 under for today uh, a total of 8 under par he's 5 shots behind the leader Dustin Johnson who is 13 under there uh, so McElroy is doing alright not too bad at all um, let's keep an eye on that right throughout the show and hopefully we might be celebrating a Roy McElroy victory tomorrow night on Masters Sunday on the way for you here on the Big Red Bench we will cross live very very soon to the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick Valerie Wheeler is there for us and she will be bringing us all the reaction to Cork's defeat to Tipperary today in the hurling. We'll also be chatting to Jer McCarthy, looking ahead to the lady footballers in action tomorrow. We'll hear from Ireland boss Stephen Kenny as well, and very briefly hear from Katie Taylor ahead of her fight tonight. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, it is the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7 o'clock with a load of sport. We are having a busy, busy show tonight. A lot of stuff, uh, as we said earlier on. Cork defeated, unfortunately, today. A disappointing afternoon for the Cork hurlers up in uh, the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick. Cork were beaten by Tipperary. Cork won 17, tip 218. It was that late Jake Morris goal for Tipperary. Killed off the game. It was a good performance from Cork. A good battling performance in very, very difficult conditions up in Limerick. Uh, great goal from Patrick Horgan earlier on in the game um, uh, but unfortunately Patrick Horgan and the rest of the Cork team will have to wait another year and go another year without an All-Ireland medal as Cork crash out unfortunately of the All-Ireland Championship 117-218 to the full-time score there so uh, we will get a reaction to that we're hoping to hear from Kieran Kingston before the end of the show if we don't get it out before the end of the show we'll certainly have it tomorrow but we hope to have reaction from Cork boss Kieran Kingston to their defeat today before the end of the show at 7 o'clock and we will certainly cross to Valerie Wheeler at um, at the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick once she has finished chatting to Kieran Kingston uh, right uh, loads of other stuff going on Katie Taylor is in action tonight as well and uh, Katie Taylor attempts to defend her four boxing world title belts against Spain's Miriam Gutierrez I think Katie Taylor is fantastic. I think she's a wonderful athlete. I think she's a wonderful ambassador for Ireland and a real great fighter. And she's shown it both as an amateur and a pro. And she deserves to uh, to be the undisputed world lightweight champion. She really, really does. And she deserves probably more recognition than she gets in this country as well for her achievements. But uh, she certainly is the uh, undisputed world lightweight champion. She headlines a triple bill of women's fights at Wembley Arena in London tonight. And we're just going to very, very briefly uh, hear from Katie Taylor, just a few seconds of audio from Katie Taylor, um, just telling us that it's, it's a massive night for the sport of boxing, of women's boxing tonight. This is definitely a historic night. And um, when I did turn pro four years ago, I didn't think I'd be in this position where I'm headlining a big show uh, with three uh, world title fights. And three of those fights are actually female fights. This is an absolute... Yeah, as I said, historic night. 
It really, really is a historic night for women's boxing tonight and a great night for Katie Taylor. She defends, as we said, her four boxing world title belts. Even saying that is fantastic. Her four boxing world title belts against Spain's Miriam Gutierrez. And that fight, um, it's on Sky Sports tonight. It's actually been broadcast live, as far as I know, on both Facebook and YouTube as well. But you'll certainly see it on Sky Sports Arena as the channel showing it tonight. It's not pay-per-view or anything. So if you're at home, like we all will be of a Saturday night tonight, I'm looking forward to watching Katie Taylor in action. It should be a great fight. She's in the ring, due in sometime, I believe, between 10 and 10.30 p.m. tonight. Right now, uh, just before we cross live to the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick, and I promise we are going there in the next five minutes, we're going to hear from Republic of Ireland boss Stephen Kenny, because um, Ireland's in action against Wales tomorrow. Um, it's been a frustrating start to Stephen Kenny's reign as Ireland manager. They haven't been scoring goals, they um, haven't been winning games, and Stephen Kenny is still waiting for his first win as Ireland boss. Will it come against Wales tomorrow? Well, it certainly didn't come against England in Wembley on Thursday night, where they were comprehensively beaten. Could have been beaten by more England 3 Ireland nil was the final score in that game but tomorrow it is Ireland v Wales in the Nations League and they need to start picking up points Stephen Kenny does have them playing nice football he's got a great football philosophy the former Dundalk manager he wants to do with Ireland what he did with Dundalk have great success playing good football but will it work with the players he has only time will tell but Stephen Kenny admits it's been a frustrating time so far as he still awaits his first win as Ireland boss uh, I think I think whether, you, whether I enjoy it or not is not the priority, I wouldn't say at the moment. I think trying to make the team successful is more of a priority. I think, uh, um, you know, I'm not pleased that we haven't scored in the last, you know, I'm disappointed that we haven't scored in the, in, you know, in the last few games. And I think, um, you know, I think we did it. We did a sort of collage of sort of the opportunities that we had over the previous four games, leaving the Indian game out. And, um, you know, we watched it together collectively and, and just, you know, I said that we missed, you know, a high, very, very high number of chances. And uh, but we were creating chances. Any game was a tougher game for us. Alan Brown's chance aside and some sort of half chances, it was, it was a difficult game to create chances. It's a new game against Wales. And, um, you know, we want to try and perform well and, and try and get that, that elusive win that we need. Stephen, how are you doing? Just a quick couple of quick ones from me. Um, I'm reflecting on the games so far. Are you concerned at all of the shape and structure of the team when not in possession of the football? Uh, when not in possession of the football, right. Um, I think, you know, in the previous three games against Slovakia, um, Wales and Finland, Collectively, over 120, 90 or 90 minutes, we only conceded four chances, okay? And they weren't that clear cut, to be honest. So our shape was really, really good. I think we found it difficult to deal with England's 3-4-3 the other night. And they, I think we played well in the first half. Played okay, first 20 minutes played okay. Um, I was disappointed with the first 20 minutes of the second half in that we were far too passive. And very you know, I think we need to, we can't be as passive as we were. 12, first 20 minutes, second half. We finished quite strongly in the game, um, but um, they were they they were obviously a step up on on the, on the night. And I think uh, so. It could be I accept the criticism for our shape, our possession against England the other night, and that we found that uh, their movement of the three four three 
uh, difficult to deal with probably That's so. Ireland boss Stephen Kenny speaking uh, reacting to the England game the other night and looking ahead to Ireland versus Wales in the Nations League tomorrow afternoon 5 o'clock kickoff in that game and Stephen Kenny still looking for his first win as Ireland manager right now that we are as promised going to go live to the Gaelic grounds in Limerick on a disappointing day for the Cork Hurlers it finished today uh, in the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship the round 2 qualifiers Cork 117 Tipperary 218 a Good battling performance from Cork in difficult conditions up in Limerick and uh, it looked like they might do it at many points in the game but unfortunately that late Jake Morris goal uh, definitely sealed it for Tipperary. Valerie Wheeler is up at that game for us. She joins me now. Valerie, how are you? Uh, Colm, I'm deflated and disappointed for the want of a better word. I think, you know, I'm sure everyone at home is probably watching it as well as listening online and watching from all over the world but... Uh, do you know what? It's just disappointing, I think, because Cork really showed that they battled hard here today. And I know a lot of people might think that, but in the first half column, the conditions were absolutely crazy and Cork were faced with that. And once the second half came, there was none of that conditions that Tipperary had to face, you know. So I think in the first half, uh, Anthony Nash had a puck out and he was trying to go along and it didn't go 50 yards. So that was just showing how bad the winds were. Um, so they did play well in the second half, but I know it was there for the taking column, but unfortunately they just didn't do it. Sadly, uh, Patrick Horgan, he has to wait another year in his elusive hope for an All-Ireland medal, unfortunately, but he got a great goal today, a brilliant run, uh, burst through and a lovely finish. Ah, look, a magician. I think that flick of the wrist you saw at yourself, yeah. Colin. And like how Tipperary left him with all that space in front of him. And I think I was the only one jumping up and down the press box when he rattled the back <laughs> of the net for that one in low. But you know what? I It's for someone like Patrick Horgan that I'm disappointed for today. And there's plenty of players his age, and it's probably unfair to say now, but um, there's a lot of those players that I think probably will question whether they have another year in them as well. I'm not saying that Patrick will. I know there's plenty of more in the bank for Patrick. But Absolutely. there's players there, you know, that Anthony Nash, will he decide to come back next year? I know I think Anthony's in his middle thirties now at this stage. So I think players and managers need to sit down and realise that they're going to come back this year. And that's what I did ask here in Kingston as well. And he said, look, today is not the day to be thinking about that because he said they're extremely, extremely hurt. I was just chatting to him before I came on the phone to him and you'll hear it in just a little bit as well on the bench. But they're, they're hurt, you know, and they know themselves that it was there for the taking and they just didn't do it. But like you said, Patrick Horgan, the magician, and it, it's players like him that you will you ever see him go up the steps of the Hogan, you know. It is. I mean, he he. If anyone deserves an All Ireland medal, Patrick Horgan certainly certainly does. A magician. I love the way you describe him as that because it's very very appropriate. He really really is a magician, and he showed that again today with that great goal uh, for Cork earlier on in the game. It wasn't enough, unfortunately, as we said, uh, Cork beaten. And we will hear in a few minutes from Cork boss Kieran Kingston, who Valerie was just chatting to before she came on air with us. But Valerie, um, if if you look back now over the last few weeks and you, you look at the defeat to Waterford, and it wasn't a great performance. You look at Dublin last week, a much better performance, and you look at the performance against. Tipperary today this Cork team has been improving over the last few weeks and it's just sad they don't get the opportunity to continue now it is and you know what I think you've said it yourself now uh, people have to realise well this is Cork's third weekend in a row out in the trot so you might say that I know Kieran might say it doesn't have an effect and other players are saying it won't have an effect but I think that does when you've only a week a turnaround and three hard championship games in a row you know that takes some respect and I even saw tonight with players you know when they're taken off and when they're put on you know, some of those players, like when I saw Conor Lehan come on tonight, like he didn't play the best of his performance and that's probably because he was due to low confidence not starting over the last couple of weeks and being brought on and not probably playing his best either. So I just think three weeks is so tough as well, but that's just what we're facing in the middle of COVID. I think we're lucky to have games and I think some some people will say it has no effect on us, but other players then say, 
you look yeah, out every week is tough, but that's just what's expected of them now. And you know they're training week in and week out, so maybe they should be able to to be playing every weekend as well. So they did. They had improved over the last couple of weeks. And it's just a pity now that, like, when you know they were so close today, like, what could have happened in the quarterfinals, you know? You never know. Cork might have been back in the semi-final again this year. They're only three games away from an All-Ireland final, unfortunately, mm. it finished for them today, you know? Unfortunately. Uh, from what you saw of Tipperary today, Valerie, do you think they could go all the way? To be honest, I think they made hard work of us. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I do. I To be honest, like, um, are they... Do you know what? They played all right and I think it was Jake Mars's goal that really gave him that boost towards the end as well as you mentioned earlier on. Yeah. Do I think do I think they're up there with the likes of Galway and Limerick at the moment? I I don't know. You know, like that, they're 2019 Ireland champions. Um, I've never in my life seen Liam Sheedy so animated on the sideline here tonight. He was <laughs> so hyper. Like, honest, I saw someone reply to me on Twitter because I said that he was so hyper, you know, and they were like, on a scale of one to Davey. I saw how that, hyper yeah. is he? And I'm like, he's Davey. He he's Davey today. He is Davey. he is Davey today. So he was extremely hyper. And I mentioned to him after, I was like, you know, you're so animated. He was like, well, that just shows how much it meant to us, you know, but they did get the battle in the end. And who knows like they could be back to back all Ireland champions and I could be here saying I didn't think they were good enough to match Galway and Limerick but like that anyway they're only three games away from an All-Ireland final as well so or an All-Ireland win and Lee McCarthy come back to Tipperary so who knows but they do need to perform better the next day they do need to pull up their socks and maybe work on things like when have you ever seen the likes of John McGrath being taken off early yeah. in the first half and Noel McGrath I mean you know but then again Willie Connors came on and he played well for Tipperary so it's just hard. and you know what? It's no harm as well when these subs come on, Colin, because you know yourself. Like if you're a sub and you come on, you're going to be chomping at the bit because you're like, "Come here, I want to play in the court final the next day, and I Definitely. want you sitting on the bench." So that's exactly those players. Tipperary did come in, and I must say, I must say that Michael Breen played his absolute socks off today, and he's he's quite forgotten a lot when it comes to Tipperary. But he really, really kept him in the game today, and without him, it probably would have been Corks. Valerie, thanks a million. Listen, uh, not a great day for Cork, unfortunately. I know we were just talking to Cork manager Kieran Kingston, so we're going to hear Valerie's chat with Kieran Kingston now and get his reaction to Cork's defeat today. Thanks, Joe. Kieran, I mean, you must be immensely proud of the players after that performance. Yeah, we were. Look, we're proud of the players, absolutely, and proud of the way of the performance they gave today in, in, in horrendous conditions in the first half, playing into that wind and, and, and gale of wind and rain. Um, no question. Uh, hugely proud of them in the first half. Yeah. Proud of the way they played in the first half, no question. Um, but look, we're gutted that we didn't win that game. Um, we didn't come up here for a model victory. Uh, I think we're bigger than that, and we have to have more ambition than that, and we do have more ambition than that. So, whilst yeah, a lot of positives, but hugely disappointed we didn't we didn't we didn't get over the line. I mean, a lot of people might be saying that it probably was there for the taking. That's probably what hurts the most. Yeah, it was. Like I mean, we know like we we're not. I suppose we're under no illusions either. We're playing the All Ireland champions. Uh, it was never going to be easy no matter what we'd need to be up seven or eight points probably before you feel comfortable we went from four down to one up and we showed great character to do that after getting hit with a sucker punch of a goal uh, and I thought we were in good place but then we got hit again by another one and I don't think I just think we didn't have the time to react to that Do you think the three weekends in the trot may have had an effect on you as well? No no I wouldn't in any way hide behind that um, I think the games brought us on Certainly, I, the way we played against the first game, we wouldn't have been ready for temporary. Uh, like we had a very short lead into the first game because of the, the, way, the, the way the year that was in it, through no fault of anyone, county championships and COVID and whatever. And we showed that against Warford. We weren't up for the battle at all. 
Uh, but I think we've shown the last few weeks that what this group are capable of. I know that it's a disappointing end to the championship, but there might be a lot of players inside questioning whether they'll be back next year. I know a lot of them are maybe pushing on an age, if that's fair to say. Yeah, look, look, that's look. We'll, we'll sit down. We'll take a bit of time out. That's, now is not the time for that. It's just too raw. So I suppose, like from our perspective, we'll take a, take a few weeks out, then see who's who's available, and who's not available, and uh, um, whatever decisions need to be taken in the best interest of Cork hurling for the future. We'll take them. Do you think the fans over the last week have probably fallen in love with Cork hurling once more? Do it. The fans, you know, well, maybe look, take. I, I can't speak on behalf of the fans, but I mean, one of the things we always speak about is is that when we go to, when we take the field, uh, that we give a display and a performance that the, the the people at home can be proud of, and that they can they can they can shout for that jersey and shout for car hurling. And look, I, I, as I say, I'm not a fan of moral victories, and and, and today some people are saying it was a moral victory. I mean, I, I, as I say, we need to be bigger and better than that and have more ambition than that. But I would like to think that the fans uh, would be proud of the effort that the lads put in today. I was certainly proud of them, albeit it wasn't good enough um, coming down the stretch. Thanks, Will, Kieran. No problem. Yeah. Thanks, Kieran. That's Valerie talking to Cork boss Kieran Kingston after Cork's defeat today. The full-time scorer up at the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick. Tipperary 218, Cork 117. Tipperary march on in the All-Ireland Championship. Cork are very, very unfortunately out of the championship sadly uh, we might hear from Liam Sheedy hopefully uh, the tip boss before the end of the show as well but right now we are going to turn our attentions to ladies football because uh, it was certainly a good day as we said earlier for the Cork Camogie team we're hoping it's a good day for the Cork lady footballers tomorrow as well and uh, certainly if they get a win I think possibly if they get a draw tomorrow in the ladies football um, against Cavan they will progress to the All-Ireland semi-finals as well so it would be great to have the lady footballers and the Cork Camogie team in the All-Ireland semi-finals but uh, that game is on in Burr in County Offaly tomorrow Ger uh, McCarthy is going to be up there at that game for us and Ger joins me now ahead of Cork versus Cavan tomorrow Ger how's it going? I'm good Colin how are you man? I'm good um, I hope you're wrapping up Ger because you're going to the coldest <laughs> place in Ireland tomorrow yeah, they're aptly named. Yeah, looking Burr. forward to the Cullum. Hopefully, the football will warm the warm the cockles and warm the soul. Hopefully, it will. It's Cork versus Cavan, and Cork come into the game on the back of a good win down in Tralee last weekend against Kerry, and they'll be in a confident mood, I think, Ger, after that game. They they had a good performance and a good result, and they should be feeling fairly confident going to this. Yes, um, I think uh, it was a very difficult game for them last week, Cullum, as you rightly said, uh, going to Kerry because Kerry already had a game under their belts and a big win over Cavan in their opening game. Um, and then in the first half of that group match down in Tralee, Cork were very rusty, as you'd expect. Missed a lot of chances, but they got a, a very early goal from Saoirse Noonan, who's, who's hit the headlines this week uh, for her exploits for Cork City Women. She's had a great week of it. Yeah. Team. So she had a great so, week, scored for the Lady Footballers on Saturday, scored for Cork City on Sunday, <laughs> and as you said, called up for Ireland. So, um, I mean, that's unbelievable, isn't it? Not a bad week, and that goal that she got at the start was hugely important because Cork ran out 114 to 14 point winners against Kerry in the end. But second half display much improved on the first half. Really, really good performance. Orla Finn weighing in with five points. And the Mornabi crew, as I would call them, Kiro O'Sullivan, um, uh, Darren O'Sullivan, and Mauro Callan really um, backboning that victory. And uh, award two as well for Melissa Duggan, who was named player of the match, the Donnie's. Uh, left half back she really came into the game in the second half but a very very good second half performance and it was much needed and a really good start for Cork but they need to put a, a similar performance in against a very very tough and hard to break down Cavan team tomorrow Yeah Cavan will be tough opposition definitely Ger. What, what will Cork expect from Cavan they'll obviously expect a very very tough battle 
Yeah, they will because even though Kerry put a big score up on Cavan, I watched that game, that group match earlier this, uh, a couple of weeks ago and they, they were level at the first water break. They, they gave away a silly goal midway through the first half and they were still in the game at half time but they've got some decent players Column They've got a, a girl called Ashling Gilsonen who's up front uh, corner forward. They've got Ashling Sheridan at full forward. Laurie McBeatty at half forward and their captain Don English. Um, they will not fear Cork. They have absolutely nothing to lose. Um, it could be it looks like the weather is going to be uh, not, not, not too favourable unfortunately and that could be a big leveller up in that big pitch up in Offaly but you would expect with Cork's experience you would expect with Cork having that game under their belts um, and the, the prospect of reaching an All-Ireland semi-final that Cork if they play well and if they play to their full ability they should have too much attacking power I think and eventually break down that cabin defence Am I right in saying sure that a draw would actually do the Cork Lady footballers tomorrow to get to the semi-finals? Yes, it would. But if you mention Adaroni, if it's Sturt or Paddy O'Shea, it's probably be the last interview I'll ever get with them. Um, they will be going all out for the win tomorrow. It, as I said, I think, look, they're a very, very well-organised team. Kevin, we heard from their manager, John Daly, on this week's Ladies Football podcast. They're rebuilding. They've been decimated by COVID up in that part of the country, and it's really upset their preparations. They're a much better team than that scoreline in the opening game and the opening loss to Kerry suggests. They really are a very, very well-organised, rugged team. But as I said... When you've got Orla Finn, when you've got Darren O'Sullivan, when you've got Saoirse Noonan in the kind of form that she's in right now, and that midfield pairing of Hannah Looney and Mara Callan from Morabi, um, I think Cork should, if they play to, if they play to their full potential, they should have enough to get through this one and get to the All Ireland semi finals. You sound fairly confident that they will, Ger. And if they do, if they do get to the All Ireland semi finals, um, good news is that there's going to be no fixture class clash even for the county's uh, dual players um, on Saturday, November twenty eighth, because the LGFA has confirmed there's a contingency plan in place. They're going to move the All Ireland ladies football semi final to Sunday, December sixth. So that'll put some minds at rest as well, I suppose, won't it? It will, and it's a very good point to bring up, Colin, because it was probably the most positive news I've heard this week from any of the football counties, including Cork, because we're talking about five dual players who lined out for the Camogie team today, um, the likes of Libby Coppinger, the likes of Hannah Looney that I mentioned there. Um, this now takes away all any pressure or any hassle of Cork winning tomorrow and worrying about fixture congestions. And I have to congratulate the Ladies Football Association on, again, doing the right thing for the players, not for the association, but for the players caught in the crossfire of all of this. Nobody wants this. The Camogie Association doesn't want this. The Ladies Football Association doesn't want this. But something concrete had to be done. And I applaud the Ladies uh, Gaelic Football Association for doing it so early ahead of the Cork game. And what it means is Cork can go into that game now, the likes of the five players involved don't have to worry if they win they know they're going to they're, when they'll be playing when that game is going to go ahead and I would imagine as well for Paddy Murray the Camogie cat, uh, manager and for Evie Fitzgerald the ladies football manager it's equally good news because they know now exactly where they stand so fair play to everybody involved um, for taking the pressure and the hassle off five very very talented dual players yeah, uh, hopefully that's uh, good news and uh, it was good news for the Camogie team today so hopefully good news for the Cork Lady footballers tomorrow as well. Jerry, you'll have all the reaction to the game on the show tomorrow. Enjoy Burr, put on your jacket, put on your scarf and try and keep warm, right? Thanks, Colum, and enjoy the lovely warm studio. I'm enjoying it, I'm enjoying it. It's lovely and warm in here, a nice one. Thank you, Jerry McCarthy, um, talking about the Cork Ladies football game, Cork versus Cavan tomorrow up in Burr in County Offaly. Uh, right, just before we finish up, we're going to go back to the Gaelic grounds in Limerick and hear briefly from the tip boss. Uh, Valerie described him as being um, as animated as Davy Fitz today, and that's saying a lot. Let's hear his reaction to uh, Tipperary beating Cork today. Again in that game, but look, overall, you know, half time, two points up, you know, playing into the stiff breeze, and you know, it was backs to the wall. But I thought the character shown by the lads in the second half, you know, we we, we had chances in that first half that generally we convert into scores, and we didn't take our chances. And uh, you know, I think the way they reacted in the second half, obviously, the 
the goal after half time was a big score and then obviously Jake's goal finishing up it just gave us a cushion because Cork came right back at us after, get, after we get the first goal they were back level again and probably had a bit of momentum so probably the most pleasing is the, is the character of the team the way, they, the, way they, the way they pushed on and found a gear in that second half I thought their work rate and their, their overall application in that second half was very good some really big moments in that game where they, they won ball drove forward and got, and got some great scores so look we're still far from the finished article but I, I do think we're improving and I, I do think that game will bring us on a lot and it's all about recovering now because it, it comes again in a week's time So it, it That's Tipperary boss Liam Sheedy his reaction to the game today up in uh, the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick Cork defeated by Tipperary just before we finish up on this show this evening give you a quick uh, update from the golf and the US Masters and since we gave you the update about 20 minutes ago Rory McIlroy has dropped a shot unfortunately uh, Rory McIlroy is now 7 under he's 4 under for the day today 7 under in total uh, in the meantime Dustin Johnson the leader has gained a shot so McIlroy now is 7 points or 7 uh, seven shots off Dustin Johnson uh, he's McIlroy 7 under par Dustin Johnson is 14 under um, and uh, Dustin Johnson is a 3 shot lead now at the top of the US Masters leaderboard on day 2 there he is uh, on the seventh hole there he's through seven um, and he's five under for today but uh, McElroy is still in the hunt but he is uh, seven shots behind there uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great great tournament every year you gotta love it the US Masters and uh, Rory will bring you more on that tomorrow on the show when the Big Red Bench returns from 6pm plenty more sport he'll bring you all the live updates from the Ireland and Wales game as well as Stephen Kenny goes in search of his first win as Ireland manager but that is me out of time uh, for today on a day when unfortunately the Cork Hurlers crash out of the All-Ireland Championship uh, Patrick Horgan and the rest of the lads will have to wait another year for that elusive All-Ireland medal uh, unfortunately Tipperary victorious up in the Gaelic Rounds in Limerick today um, a good day though for the Cork Camogie team they defeated Clare and they are through to the semi-finals of the All-Ireland Championship as well that is me out of time uh, Rory's here from 6pm tomorrow with the Big Red Bench and stand by for Mr Stevie G he's on the way next The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM